Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. I got into the role I'm in now because I was on the clinical side within the hospital managing and at the bedside. I have learned that the culture of an organization and what their needs are and understanding their vulnerable areas takes a lot of intention to get to the meat of the matter, to find out what they actually need. The most important thing is the people and helping them to develop and to learn the right approach in working with other people so that we can get to the desired results as quickly as possible. This episode is brought to you by EHR Go. Go is a simulated electronic health record with a catalog of realistic and diverse patient care scenarios included. Go helps educators teach a human-centered approach to technology in healthcare. Find out more at healthpodcastnetwork.com forward slash go girl. That's healthpodcastnetwork.com forward slash G-O-G-I-R-L. Today's episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird Inc., where digital healthcare is their niche. Whether you're looking to implement remote patient monitoring in-house, start a chronic or principal care management program, or even leverage telehealth to optimize the delivery of care and outcomes for your patients and team, Chirpy Bird Inc. can help. They offer results-based solutions for practices and health systems to support docs and patients during this uncertain time. You can find them and all of their services online at chirpybirdinc.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast, where we're dedicated to amplifying the career journey, accomplishments, and lessons learned of women everywhere. I'm your host, Joy Rios. And I'm your other host, Robin Roberts. During the day, together we run a health IT consultancy known as Chirpy Bird Inc., where we get to geek out on all things healthcare, technology, and policy. But along the way, Joy noticed that so many women were running organizations, but too few were leading or being recognized. So we decided to change that. Together, we're learning about the puzzle that is healthcare and sharing what we find with you, our listeners. You can expect us to be talking with some pretty badass women. We will even be exploring how the pandemic is impacting many of their professional lives this season. We've also formed a private community of both guests and listeners over on Slack to help make connections, offer support to one another, and share the resources we come across. If you want to join us, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com forward slash community. 
And this week, our Hit Like a Girl Pod Slack community shout outs go to Ashley, Chris, Emmanuel, Jennifer G, and Kat. And this week's virtual high five goes to Jennifer for her healthcare happy hour podcast that helps healthcare providers focus on self care and reduce stress and burnout. High five. All right, enough already. There are too many awesome women to talk with. Let's get started. Today, we share a conversation with Rhonda Meck, the Director of Support Services at Seracor. She made the leap from nursing to IT. We learn a lot from our conversation and think you will too. So let's get started. Rhonda, thank you for joining us today. We liken healthcare and the health technology space to be very much like a 5,000 piece puzzle in which it's <laughs> quite complicated. And understanding that none of us can be the expert in everything, we like to think that each one of us holds a piece of that puzzle. And we're doing our best to basically learn from each other and share what we have gained from our perspective. So we would love to take this time to get to know you better and understand your piece of the healthcare puzzle. If you wouldn't mind, please taking a moment to introduce yourself and share with us a little bit about your professional journey and where it is that you have landed in this large you know, puzzle, so to speak. Yes, my role currently is the IT director for client support for Seracor. Seracor is a business line of HCA, Hospital Corporation of America. Our clients are all healthcare companies, and our end users that we serve are located within medical facilities, mostly hospitals, but we do have lots of other axillary organizations, whether it be supply chain, medical office buildings, freestanding outpatient surgery centers. I'm the director of a team of 70 client support analysts, and we have four managers and another director on our team. I've been in this position for five years and with the organization for 10 years. The previous five years were spent serving as a manager within the HCA area of operation for clinical services. I got into the role I'm in now because I was on the clinical side within the hospital managing and at the bedside for patients, taking care of patients for over 25 years. I worked mainly in critical care areas, especially in cardiac care, the operating room, the emergency room, outpatient surgery. As far as the jobs that I've held professionally, being a woman, they've had to work around my life. And I am a mother of three children and all my hours are busy. So having a job that could really work to serve the needs of me professionally, the fulfill to acquire fulfillment and to meet my personal needs. I've been able to accomplish all those things through healthcare. As far as my career choices, I say think that historically I've carefully considered any change that I've ever made, really evaluating the risk and advantages whenever a new opportunity would present itself. But again, all decisions really came down to something that the timing had to work with the essential, the essentials of my life. Where I am right now is where I hope that I will remain for a very long time. I have a question, and that is, how did you make the jump from 
working on the clinical side as a nurse to being the head of technology? Because I imagine your day-to-day experience must be completely different. Those two worlds are, are very far apart, no? It is and it isn't. So over the, my 25-year history and at the bedside, it was really through the evolution of technology in healthcare. So my adoption was slow and steady and very much an evolution along with my peers, whether it be other nurses, the receptionists, the physicians, we were all learning the new technologies as we went along. It didn't take long for me to realize the improvements that technology brought into the healthcare workplace and especially the privacy that was gained for patient care by eliminating paper within hospitals. So I became quite an advocate for technology. And within the hospital, I would often be chosen as a super user for every new implementation and a trainer. And then within management roles, quite the advocate in encouraging that with a little bit of patience and a lot of intentional compliance, that life as we know it would continue to improve. And I really did see that happen firsthand. I was not seeking a job on the corporate side in IT, but the gap that needed to be filled was really in the clinical area in which the organization realized they needed clinical knowledge to close the gap of understanding between the techier people and the clinical end users. And just by right of working in a town where health, the healthcare circles can sometimes be small, my name came up with one of the recruiters. They reached out. We talked about it for quite some time. And I decided to go ahead and take that leap in hopes that maybe I could give back to the healthcare community that had raised me to be a good nurse, to be a good patient advocate on the, on the patient care side, to now transpose that into the technology side. You were really a nurse informaticist before it was cool, Rhonda, or before it was even a thing. Do you think that's a fair statement? It's very complimentary of you to say, but I cannot take that much credit. <laughs> as, no, it's, as, and that's exactly what it is. I, I got to imagine that, you know, you described your, your role as kind of being in the front line now as the IT director. But I've got to imagine that even through all of that, if you've ever been client facing, that that clinical credibility and experience brings really a trust, a confidence, and maybe even an empathy in problem solving because you've been on the other side of it and you know what their challenges are like. Have you ever been in an interaction like that or even as the director or facing a client, you've been able to like bring in your clinical expertise and knowledge and understanding to just really, I don't know, embrace somebody's problem and you know have that connection with them because you've walked in their shoes? I would like to think that every single day that happens multiple times a day, whether directly or indirectly. What I realized when I got into the IT side, or sometimes referred to as the behind the scenes side of healthcare, is that it is less of an exact science on this side than medicine is. In medicine, whenever you're in a crisis, whenever it's a life or death situation, typically you have 
two to four options of how you can hopefully save the situation or we'll just call it resolve the situation. One of those is typically accepted that it's the higher powers will that this isn't going to work out. Then you have two or three other plans that you can follow and that's it. Whenever we have a critical on the IT side of operations, there's an infinite number of possibilities of how we resolve it or so it seems at the beginning. So trying to break things down for our end users that in helping them understand when the frustration level is high, when the risks are high, because an IT situation is causing obstacle to progress, helping them understand what efforts are being made, how that relates to healthcare, and the reminder that it's not an exact science, but with knowledge and will and intention, we will get it done. We will persevere and return things to working as designed as quickly as possible. In the meanwhile, on the inside, I so try to help other people understand what's on the line for our end users and how important our roles are to their satisfaction and positive outcomes. Hi, listeners. Does technology and healthcare education sometimes feel like the tail wagging the dog? You should check out EHR Go. Go uses case-based learning to teach a human-centered approach to technology and healthcare education. With more than 300 multifaceted patient cases presented in a realistic, simulated electronic health record, Go helps students build clinical judgment skills and learn to effectively document within an EHR. When working in Go, students must evaluate and organize competing healthcare needs into levels of urgency while making simple to complex clinical judgments about their patient care, just like in real life. Used in all educational healthcare disciplines, Go can be used within or between programs and is the ideal platform for interprofessional education. Web-based, with no software to download or maintain, Go can be used on any computer or browser for in-person learning or for remote or hybrid lessons. Go is the only educational platform that puts human care at the heart of technology. Learn more about Go by visiting healthpodcastnetwork.com forward slash go girl. That's healthpodcastnetwork.com forward slash G-O-G-I-R-L. You make a really good point. And I imagine that when you were a nurse and assigned as a super user, you were really getting to understand whatever technologies they were putting in place at the hospital and got to see firsthand like how well they were functioning or adopted or implemented and seen any kind of breakdown or how well they worked with other technologies that were also implemented within the care setting. Now being on the other side of that, do you get to be one of the decision makers on, you know, what basically passes through the gates? Like what is it that the hospital or system is going to adopt and kind of get to like, I don't know, just figure out, okay, what is it that we want to introduce technologically to this space? Absolutely. As we've been growing this business over the last five years in the role I'm in, 
and we have had tremendous success. There are many reasons for that success. One of the leading ones is keeping things so personal to the client we're working with, just as we do in healthcare of keeping all care plans individual to the patient. We do the same here with our clients. I have learned that the culture of an organization and what their needs are and understanding their vulnerable areas takes a lot of intention to get to the meat of the matter, to find out what they actually need. And we help to try and address those things by customizing our support matrix according to their end users' needs and operational needs. The personality of the stakeholders on both sides of that relationship need to be aligned very well. When you have the right people, right job, everything right about the ingredients involved, it'll end up with really good outcomes. And again, I think that's been the basis of our rapid, very rapid growth and success. Rhonda, can you walk us through the IT director? You know, whenever somebody says, oh, I'm in IT or I'm on the front lines, you know, uh, when I think that with my depth of knowledge, I'm like, okay, well, are you unjamming paper from printers? Are you doing sophisticated cybersecurity and network administration? Can you kind of walk us through maybe what a typical day looks like for you? As you would probably expect, no day is really that typical, but there are some common denominators to every day that I have. I think first and foremost, and this has been a lifelong career style, is I work very hard to get to know everybody in the encounter that I'm having as well as I can, as quickly as I can, so that I can determine the significance of their role and how we can play into that. So within a hospital organization, every job is important, but there are some that are going to be mission critical and who are considered more essential than others. So learning to prioritize how we respond to people's different needs is very, very important. I still am very much a people manager. I think technology is so incredible. I can tell you all the software applications that I think are the most fabulous, this and that, but the most important thing is the people and helping them to develop and to learn the right approach in working with other people so that we can get to the desired results as quickly as possible. As far as the IT director role goes, we do have new clients. We have constant considerations for staff as far as development or potential recruitment, opening positions, making sure everybody has all they need to be as successful as possible. But over and beyond all of that is really just the connectedness within to making sure that our highest priorities are being met and as well as those of our customers. So it sounds to me like you are very much like a problem solver or somebody who is able to identify the the challenge of the days and what is the most important or how do you prioritize addressing each of the challenges that you're going to face on a daily basis. So considering all of the challenges that you have experienced and from your perspective in your long career, If you were in a position to wave a magic wand and not have to think about 
you know, money, time, resources, or technology, you know, kind of all of the complications that come with technology, if you could literally snap your fingers and solve any problem in healthcare or health IT, what would it be and why? With the risk of this sounding too simple, (laughs) I think one of the biggest connecting activities would be this, that for everyone within healthcare IT, they would be allowed time on a regular basis to integrate up close and personally with those that are in the field or whatever environment the clients that we serve are located and vice versa. I think getting right up to where the action is on the front line and then the contrast of the frontline people seeing the behind the scenes, it would marry the concepts of healthcare IT with the reality of healthcare. And in doing so, I think the knowledge that that would promote, as well as the empathy, and I think more common sense solutions would evolve from that, as opposed to conceptual solutions. I think it would help define the priorities and unite everybody within as more of a one-team approach, and we would be much more united in mutual goals, achieving mutual goals. I think that is awesome because so rarely do we see defined or centralized priorities, especially around that of the patient. And I love what you talked about, the practical solutions. We can't say it enough, and Joy's probably sick of hearing you say it, but people show up with solutions that either it's not a problem to be solved or they don't understand holistically how to do it and do it well. And a solution that was never designed for today's age. So I really love that, Rhonda. Well said by you as well. Thank you. And I don't think it's simplistic at all, actually. I think that in trying to you know, encourage other people to understand what we are all dealing with, like, what is the reality that I have to face on a regular basis versus you and everybody on the team? Like, it really does shift how we actually work together. When mm-hmm. I mean, kind of thinking about, all right, let's identify what is our common goal and how can each of us, you know, do our part to get there. And that a lot of times it's hard to see each other's perspective and have a true understanding of what the other person is going through. So I think, like, I think that's a great wish. You're exactly right. And as our workforce is younger all the time, you know, I realize that there are people on my team that have never even visited anybody in a hospital. And years ago, when I first got into healthcare, patients came in the hospital and they might be, it may be three or four weeks before they were discharged. That usually allowed people time to go and visit, but things are done so quickly in the hospital and discharges are so prioritized now that things move so fast. So trying to help the people on my team understand what it might feel like for those on the front line when patients and patients' families are looking over their shoulder and or frustrated with them because they are having trouble delivering things in a timely manner because of an IT disruption, but they don't know that. And, you know, how does that feel when you're taking the heat for something that feels like it's out of your control? So as you begin to explain 
the potential scenarios of those that we're serving, it really puts things into perspective right away of how important we can be as advocates for those end users. Hey there, sorry to interrupt. If you like the vibe of this podcast, you're going to love our private Slack community. It's super supportive, ladies-only pod where we offer real talk, real advice, and genuine engagement to our members to help them stay inspired and level up. To join, just go to hitlikeagirlpod.com forward slash community. All right, now let's get back to the show. You know, I've got to imagine that that's part of what makes you a good leader is to have that relatability with your team. Because I think we assume that everyone has a a healthcare story or journey similar to ours or must get these things, but that's certainly not the reality we deal with. Rhonda, what what advice would you give to other women who want to follow in your footsteps, whether it's clinical or as a leader in corporate IT? What advice would you provide? There's lots of different facets, but I think overall... Don't impose limitations upon yourself, especially by right of gender. Women have two X chromosomes. Men have an X and a Y. It's just a fact. And it should, gender should be one of the least identifiers in whatever you're doing for a living, in my opinion. If you're in the right place, if it's a good fit for you, the successful outcomes are not going to be reliant upon your educational qualifications or any other identifying qualifications, but really are about what we're made of as a person and our true intentions. It's really about our DNA and our commitment level. So I would say find what you're good at. Identify what skills you have and those skills that are accompanied by passion because It is that passion that fuels you when you're tired or when you're overextended. When you have a passion for what you're doing, the energy will be there. So, you know, just doing, putting yourself in a situation that always you feel that you can and will, as opposed to I can't and won't be able to keep up. So putting yourself in the right situation, never impose any limitations upon yourself and give it your all. The place where Robin and I met, the company that we worked for, part of the hiring process was they handed each new employee a book and it was Strengths Finder and it was to identify what are your top five strengths out of, I don't know, a list of 200 or 100 or something. And I had never experienced that before, but it did really help because you basically, you read the book, you take a quiz, and then it identifies your top five strengths. And it kind of gives you an idea of what you gravitate towards, you know, what like innately are you good at? And it was, I found it, the results of mine to be like pretty spot on. I was like, oh, it actually helped me understand a little bit more about myself. And then the way that it had worked in our team was that they were pointing out ways that people with different types of strengths could support and work with one another. And what would actually like how to communicate with certain people who had, you know, one strength or another, like what actually gels well with them, like, or what are they receptive to? And so it was kind of incorporated into how our team worked. And 
I, it's something that I wish for everybody to really just to be able to like have with the one like the reflection and self-awareness to be able to identify, you know, what it is that you're good at. And then of course, be able to apply it anywhere, right? Like I learned about myself, like I'm a learner, I'm achiever. I'm somebody who's futuristic, who's constantly like, okay, well, what is the future I want to see? What do I need to learn in order to get there? And it means something to me to accomplish something on a daily basis. But that's not for everybody, you know? And it's funny how that applies into our day-to-day work. And I don't know, Robin, is there anything that that brings up for you? No, I just really like what you're talking about, about not feeling the imposed limitations. And I agree with you about the strength finders thing, Joy, but the, uh, I think there, your context or the caveat about when you're in the right place, it will be that way. I think I've worked in places where there's great culture and just things are fantastic and things know no bounds and everyone's super collaborative and it's great. And then there's other places where that boundary does distinctly exist. So I really appreciate the advice. Thank you so much. And I totally agree as far as the strengths go. There is something very liberating in believing, understanding what your strengths are and then believing in them throughout all your layers and then applying that, knowing what you're good at and working to those strengths is huge, especially in the perception that people have of you. People do lean towards strength. They lean towards good. And so when you're able to demonstrate those in the workplace, you can pick up lots of followers and help them (laughs) learn to... um, morph into leaders as well. I agree. I mean, I don't know why I had been, I feel like there's a couple different approaches where you can sort of identify what your weaknesses are and strengthen your weaknesses or identify what your strengths are and make them even stronger. And I just feel like maybe it's a little bit more natural to go that path because you would probably tend to like it anyway and be have it, at least your work be more enjoyable or purposeful or fruitful or however you want to say it. But um, I like that. That's a good, solid piece of advice. So thank you, Rhonda. If people want to find you, if they want to work with you or just sort of follow your professional journey, what would the best way for them to either get in touch or find you on on the socials, as they say? I'm very devoted to my work life. I, I will say that. So as far as social media, I have never actually been that active. Please don't judge me for that. But I am extremely responsive by email. And I welcome anybody to reach out to me through email or through our organization. Wonderful. Well, we'll include that information, your organization, on the show notes so that if somebody wants to at least follow your organization or get in touch with you through your company's website, then they can do so. Wonderful. Thank you so much for talking with us today, Rhonda. Thank you so much. You all are full of energy and I am more excited for the afternoon than I was previously. So thank you. And thank you for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. If you want to know more about us or this guest, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at the handle hitlikeagirlpod. Thanks again. See you soon. Thank you to Chirpy Bird Health IT Consulting. You can find out more about them at www.chirpybird.com.
I-N-C dot com.